Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stowell. Hey, y'all. And Michelle Ander. Hello. Yes, we're ramping up here for the final season of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which drops on May 15th, um, which is, as of this recording, a little less than two weeks away. The trailer for the final season came out, and we're going to break it all down on this podcast. We're going to literally go frame by frame through the trailer, hopefully quickly. But this A patented, is a, overly animated technique. Yes, this go, yes. Going back to the From the Spirit World days, we go through and we watch. You You can pull up the trailer and watch along with us. I'll say pause, and we'll say the timestamp, and then we'll talk about the scene that it's on. This particular trailer has probably more scenes than any trailer we've done this for, so we're going to go quickly through a lot of them. They threw in so many one-second scenes. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's uh, a lot, but we're, that means we're excited to to break it all down. So I'll have a link in the podcast description for the YouTube version of the trailer. That's the one we're going to use. It's on the DreamWorks TV by Peacock Kids channel. Don't know what that is. I guess it's the Peacock <laughs> streaming service, but... Um, oh yeah maybe I that's guess, it I guess that's what it is who knows what that is uh but the you know she on netflix so i don't it's weird uh but the the deal is end their, their deal is ending i guess that's what's happening um but uh yeah in general uh overlandmitted.com for share coverage we've talked about share all throughout its run subscribe to our share specific feed on your favorite podcatcher or uh our youtube is youtube.com slash overly animated when season five comes out we will i don't know Five, what the final, the last season, Netflix split up one of the seasons. Weird. Um, we'll be breaking it all down, and we're very excited. So this is our trailer breakdown slash a little bit of speculation podcast for the final season. So yeah, the YouTube links in the trailer. Cue it up. Pause it at zero. That's what we have, and then we can go through. You can go through the trailer along with us if you're driving or something. That's okay. You go if you've seen the trailer. We'll describe what's happening. Um, <laughs> if you're driving. <laughs> Don't lot, watch. Lot of, don't watch if you're driving. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, listen to podcasts when they're driving, or if they're if you're running, you probably don't want to pull up the video or something. You know, there's there's situations when this wouldn't work, but I'm saying you don't have to save it for later. You could still listen. Okay, uh, before we start going through the trailer scene by scene, uh, opening question on the 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 trailer and what we thought of it, like. How how did uh, how excited does the trailer make you for this upcoming season? And if you could pick a favorite part from memory before we go through it, what would it be, Delaney? Okay, this I literally like. I have rewatched the trailer like so many times, and it literally makes me want to throw up every time I watch it. Like, <laughs> like, I'm so excited, I want to throw up. Like, I'm just so like, it's oh a good God. a good throwing up. It's a good throw up, but it also makes me like extremely like anxious because I'm so excited. Like, I literally every time I hear the song, I just want to throw up. Like, oh my god! <laughs> and that's also my favorite part of the trailer is the stupid song. The I'm like, why did y'all have to do this to me? Oh man! Yes, the uh, the it's AJ good. cover of the opening theme, the oh, dramatic cover of it. Oh my god! Oh, it's so good. It's this is also like we've done a lot of trailers. This is like the best trailer ever. Like, <laughs> That's a bold take. Okay, it is a bold take. But my thing is like a lot. Like okay, let's be real. The Nickelodeon trailers were terrible. Like the Legend of Korra trailer. I'm trying were to remember. Horrible. I feel like the last season one was hype, but I don't remember. Uh, yeah, but the book three trailer was terrible. Like it was like like as a trailer. Like like we're talking about like the craftsmanship of the trailer. 
Like, yeah. Usually they're like, oh, here's some music, and then here's the trailer. This trailer, I'm like, how long did y'all spend making this trailer? Because it's so good. Like, when Hordak Prime snaps, like, I can't handle this trailer. Mm -hmm. The sync is so good. That's very, yeah, choreography. Like, the choreography in this trailer is, like, stupid. (laughs) Like, that's how good it is. Like, it's intense. Yeah, I'll say having well, broken it down scene by scene to outline it for the podcast, like it's if it's more impressive than you'd think. Probably uh, watching it one time, there's yeah, like once, there's clearly a lot of effort it, that went into this trip. Yeah, like and also like the fact that you normally, granted, uh, normally how trailers go anyway is like no, the, these scenes are probably from like three episodes, but like I think they did a really good job of like cutting it up enough that it's hard to tell. Yeah, we're going to talk about how many episodes it's in. I mean, we've we've had a lot of analysis done already on like what connects to what, and it's still and yeah, it, a lot of it's hidden pretty well. It's still kind of hard to tell how many episodes. And I think that's part of it is like they didn't show like big swaths of episodes. Like I think obviously it sucks trying to do this with like little bits, but like there, this is a very good trailer for like it doesn't really reveal anything, but it makes you like super hyped. Yes. To be fair, the song is carrying this trailer. Oh, the song definitely is. It's so good. It's good. Like and they made this trailer for the song, which I respect. They definitely set it to the song, which yeah, it's great. Yeah, and, yeah. and the song is coming out on the Shira soundtrack, which will be coming Yay. soon. So the song will be on it. I'm just gonna play it like nonstop. <laughs> nice. Um Okay, Delaney. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I agree it doesn't give away too much. I think we can determine some things from the season, but they're pretty yeah. minor things we'll yeah. talk about. That. So I guess no, we are getting into spoilers it. from the trailer, but everything's from the trailer. Um yeah, Michelle, how how excited are you from the trailer? What's your favorite part of the trailer? I was very excited about the trailer. I honestly like the Hello Adora honestly was my favorite part of I'm the show. Because that just, we'll talk about it when we get there. But I kind of want to talk about Delaney's initial reaction to just like being so impressed with this trailer versus, you know, old Nickelodeon trailers, maybe even Cartoon Network trailers. Because I do think it's worth like, this is a rare opportunity for me to give my industry perspective as yes. someone who makes promos now. Part of the reason I was really shocked by this trailer was one, it's just like, it feels a little, I checked the rating, it's um, TVY7, which is about the same as like, you know, for cartoon, that's like OKKO or Craig of the Creek audience. I had assumed for years, for whatever reason, that it was like an older demographic, like that it was teenagers. But this trailer feels very much like it's, it's, it's focused on like, fan reaction this is a a very well-crafted trailer specifically tailored to like the long-term fans who've been watching for a few years but the thing is you guys like that is not normal for an industry promo or trailer one thing i constantly worked on when i'd be giving an assignment for like a franchise i really cared about was that like i want to give like you know like i know what the secrets were going to be and how to plant the seed enough to get like an audience excited but half the time like those things couldn't make it in because the the greater concern for a network is like we know this might be a finale for a season or for the show but we always want to make sure that these promos are broad enough that like people who are you're really casual who aren't like really hardcore fans can like still like see this promo and potentially tune in so that's fine that's the traditional way to make you know trailer and promo content um 
But what you lose is just like, if you just go hard for the fans, like it's really rewarding in a way that we don't see a lot of. So I was honestly more shocked by that than anything that they just clearly just went so hard. Like there's not a lot of like introducing who Adora is or who Glimmer is or who anyone is or like who Horde Prime is. It's like, we know you've been watching and here's like all the things you want to know about with tiny little seeds that are enough well, to get you excited. And I mean, that's it's different too though. You like, you know, you're talking about a network versus mm-hmm. this is Netflix. But that's so also I, DreamWorks though. I mean, Netflix, no, yeah. Netflix is distributing it, but, ne- but DreamWorks is much more similar, I'd argue, to like a Viacom oh, no. or a cartoon. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think DreamWorks would be the people making this trailer. Yeah, yeah, so that, I just like, again, like that's such an interesting choice that they just went so hard in this direction because it's not the commonly tread direction for promotional material. And I think that's part of why it like, it works so well. Because, like, it, it does feel really well made, but I think it's also because they let them lean into it. And a lot of times they don't they don't want to lean into it quite so hard for, like, you know, long-term fans. So I was very impressed. I was like, dang, this is the kind of stuff, like, I want to make someday. It's just, like, it really hits you so many times. Like, and the song's really good. It helps it a lot tonally. It's just a very well-crafted piece of promotional content. That's awesome. Yeah, I was struck by how much of like a movie drama trailer this is. Yeah, that's right? like, I think for me, that's what, that's what I felt like. And I like that was a comment I was trying to like work out in my head was that like this felt like, you know, what I was talking about kind of quality too. like, you know, we're used to like, you know, oh, here's like, you know, like the Disney Channel trailer for the Owl House. Good trailer. But like, this is like, I mean, it does. It does. Like, it feels like I was in a movie theater, like watching like a preview for a new movie. Like it's intense. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it, it goes hard on the 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 drama. The song is um very dramatic, and I think like if you're not buying into all of this, then maybe you don't like the trailer. But um, I think if you can get into it, it's like it's re- just really cool to see this for Shira. And uh, also, how do you not listen to the song and want to scream? <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, there's so many people who said direction. they would skip the intro because you're like, oh, that song's awkward. It's like, what about this version, yeah, this though? Would've, this would've, is this pretty song. awesome. Don't skip oh. the sheer intro anyway. Uh, yeah, the, don't do that. It's, it's I good. never do. Both, both are I never good. Do. Both are good. Uh, the uh, yeah, Michelle, I was just uh, you can tell me if this makes sense. Or I was just surprised DreamWorks slash Netflix put in the effort to make an extended trailer for the last season of a show that hasn't yeah. been renewed. That is on the old contract. Like, the, like I said, the Netflix DreamWorks contract isn't even renewed. Like, it seems like DreamWorks just is like being nice and caring about its fans by like, like I feel like they didn't need to do Absolutely, this. Right. I yeah. mean, I think that's been very clear. I mean, since they greenlit the whole thing is what, 52 episodes right right out of the yeah. gate. So all the episode seasons were very carefully designed and constructed ahead of time before anything else went into production. It's, I would say, so she was started airing like two falls ago, right? It was two, right? Uh, well, so I... I <laughs> It's hard. It, it hasn't been that long, but it's been more than a year. It, it is, it's, yeah. The, the, it's kind of crazy. When season five, this show will only have, this is a really crazy fact if you've not heard this. Yeah. This show will only have been airing from first premiere to next Friday, a year and a half. That's the entire year and a half. Okay, that, that feels right. Because I do think after after season one dropped and the fandom pretty immediately exploded pretty quickly, I'd say. Um, I think the social team and Netflix and DreamWorks collectively kind of understood 
what a popular hit this could be, which is why they they didn't send their social media account. Like it's very they do good. a lot. Yeah, like they do a lot of stuff. Like some of it's kind of like geared toward younger fans, which still isn't bad. But like the fact that they yeah. like they give us a lot. Like I know it's, it's dumb very, stuff, like very character cutouts. But that's the thing. Like they have been extremely involved in the entire during the entirety of the show. But I will say, like, Shira, Shira has been a really interesting promotional shift than um, traditional network television because I think just the nature of a streaming service to have a show released not, like, in full binge mode, but in, like, partial binge mode in terms of seasons or, like, half a season. Like, again, I think it's interesting that they they kind of pushed up probably what their release date was going to be for season two because they gave us, like, half and then half and then all of season three and then season four and season five, like fairly, I feel like every like three to four months, we've been basically guaranteed new Shira content, which is so crazy compared to like, you know, the year plus long hiatus we've had from a lot of other shows we watch. And like, that's, that feels like a really experimental shift that has everything to do with the popularity of the show more than anything, honestly. I think they understood that very well and they played into it and they wrote it hard. <laughs> and this trailer is like the epitome of just being like, yeah, it's your last season. Like it's going to be done. So like, why not give the fans what they want? Like, we don't have to worry about new time fan. Like we ev- like the people that are going to watch this know the show pretty well. And we're just going to make it so exciting. You can't not tune in, which I think is like a very tried and true strategy. And it's, it's just really exciting to see like it makes me wonder how things like maybe Kipo will be like shown differently I don't know it's just it's a it's a very different approach than anything I've seen on network television and I think it's a really exciting shift because it just means like they have enough faith to kind of change their schedule around it for the servicing of fans and to keep to ride that high while they have it with people being excited about yeah. this show it just seems very clever nice yeah I think there's a lot of factors in it but yeah they, it seems like they've been I've been imp- I've been impressed with DreamWorks, which how they've handled Shiro and yeah. Kipo recently. I think I think it's been great. Um, you compare the year and a half Shiro has been on the air to the, the we also a year and a half break between Avatar's books two and three, and then also between Korra one and two. Like like the the same length of time the show total is the gaps between seasons oh. for those. Um, I don't know if that's exactly right, but it's around that. Okay, um, so it's been a whirlwind, and we're coming up here on the end with Shira, and we have this trailer to walk through. So pull up the trailer, everyone. Um, we will, we will go through, um, in scene by scene, I'll tell, we'll, I'll pause, I'll tell you the timestamp, we'll describe what happens in the scene. Delaney's gonna vomit, live. <laughs> that would be good frame podcasting. Frame by frame vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good podcasting. Yeah. we'll Dylan. see if that happens. Um, most of these, we don't have to talk about it. Some of these, uh, have, are really, there's like some scenes which are like, we could spend half an hour talking each of them, and most of these are like, okay, we'll mention it and we'll move on. Cause we just don't know anything and it's just like an action shot. There's a lot of those. Okay. Let's start. We're gonna hit play. Three, two, one, go. First scene, um, is the first three seconds, I believe. Pause at three seconds into the trailer. Adora is walking into a camp. Oh, and by the way, of course I have to say before we go through this, thank you so much to Michael who outlined this trailer for me in extended form, and I've condensed it a yes, little bit. but I'm almost going to cry. If I was like, I can't do this, but I ended up doing part of it anyway because I had to understand it all. Like, I had to go through it anyway to understand it, but uh, patron exec producer Michael is... Uh, I'm going to be quoting him a lot on, like, the analysis because... As with trailers, it's like, oh, is this scene it's the same scene as this scene? And there's been some work done behind the scenes already to like evaluate which scenes are actually the same or not. It's a little confusing with some of them. But this first scene, we see Adora walk 
walking towards the camp. Michael says, um, above the camp is what appears to be a pink magical force field. Beyond the shield, we see some floating objects which resemble horde spaceships. Is the barrier concealing the camp? Is it protecting them from the assault? Is it a prison camp? Right. So there's a barrier at the top. I think that's kind of the biggest highlight of the scene. If you go back, if you're on the black, there's a barrier above the the rebellion type camp that we're going to see a few times in later shots in the trailer. There is no barrier. Um, I assume this is protecting them from the the ships that are above there. Well, and you see, like, there's ships, but then it's, like, I don't know. But it, but they're bright moon um, tents. Right, so this yeah, is, like, the, the bright moon encampment, yeah. yeah. And so they're shielding themselves from Horde Primes uh, in conquering ships that are coming. Probably, probably. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, three seconds, four seconds. This we'll we'll let it go through this scene. This is an ex- we start with the flashback uh, from last scene of her breaking the sword, and then pause at twelve seconds. We got new footage where Adora is uh, looking at the broken sword in present time, and there's a voiceover. She says, "When I broke the sword, I thought I could make my own destiny. I don't I don't know what my destiny is anymore." Um, I mean, I think that's pretty plausible, though, right? Like, if all she knew was the destiny was being with the sword, now the sword's gone. It's like, well, who is she without a sword? That was a big question we posed last season. So I think Adora's on track. Well, to be fair, a lot happened. Like, we have to remember that, like, that's the other thing is, like, we have to, like, me thinking back, like, I want to rewatch, but I'm also like, can I emotionally handle it? Like, they, like, (laughs) destroyed, like, space time continuum. And then, like, and then, this is after that, then, like, mm-hmm. they got abducted by aliens. Like, this, like so much happens in, like, yeah. like the uh, last two episodes. Yeah, so I, th- la- I think at the end of last season, this is, like, Adora's triumph- most shining triumphant moment as Shira, her forging her own path and breaking out of yeah. the cycle and the, the use of what the Shira is meant to be. And, but, and so you'd think, like, oh, now she's, like, awesome and her own person but i think that this this is the show that's gonna you know milk the negative emotions and drama out of characters and so it's like uh it's like what comes with that is like trying to what trying to find herself now and i think that's kind of a recurring emotional theme for adora throughout the trailer we're gonna see later that she's probably dealing with some abandonment issues um or something along those lines of uh well i'd say like adora's adora's always struggled with like she likes being told what to do she likes how having a really clear purpose. She likes having marching orders. And I think the fact that she's kind of gotten rid of that makes her feel really agitated because she doesn't like, she doesn't know how to choose that for herself yet, but she just, you know, she's, she wants to be told what to do, but she can't right now. So that's like a much harder thing to, to figure out for herself. There are it's no uncharted. adults in the show. And yeah, like, it's uncharted territory. Yeah, Except yeah. for Micah, but like, I don't think he has a lot of right, input yeah. on this. She, she, I think she's missing her friends. I think abandonment issues might not be the right term, but something along those lines. Like she is, well, she's well, trying I mean, to figure out her own abandonment path. issues. And then also like this whole, like she's Which, broken. you know, is, is what Catra had. Oh, exactly. So it's interesting. So it's interesting this like parallel. I mean, this parallel story. Yeah. So I think I think I think the primary emotional drive we get from a character this trailer is Adora. Makes sense. Main character. This is the first time we get a little bit coming up here, which we'll talk about in uh, a few scenes. By the way, there's 50 scenes we'll be talking about this trailer. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're on scene two, so let's keep going. Okay. Uh, we're gonna hit uh, play now. 13 seconds. Um, we see. 
drones and horde pause at pause at 16 seconds for one of the highlight scenes of the trailer but okay scene three we just see uh soldiers and drones these are like the robot horde army probably or these could be people i don't remember um it, but it's yeah it's horde prime because horde prime's crazy. army yeah there's there's two forces of horde prime we'll see this trailer we see these these kind of drone robot types and then we see the clones and seems like both of those are antagonistic forces i think the clones are a lot more interesting um but yeah. uh, we're on the Whispering Woods. Um, is the encampment in the Whispering Woods? Is it at Bright Moon? I think they're near each other. So um, yeah. seems like they're going to land and try to get through to the encampment that they've set up, probably the rebellion encampment. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's play 16 seconds. Here's Katra. Um, two shots pause at 19 seconds. Katra is looking outside of Horde Prime's ship, presumably. Um, she's sad. She's looking forlorn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to say, I wanted to say that, uh, this trailer stands out to me also just because there's a few really gorgeous shots that are highlighted. Oh yeah. That scene, obviously Mm -hmm. it's sad. They're invading the planet. It's very pretty. Yeah. It's a very pretty invasion. I I think Shira's great. Shira's made really well. It doesn't often stand out to me for being particularly incredibly gorgeous. I think this trailer is like, wows me in that area, which which is really exciting. I would agree. It's really exciting. That shot, the the first shot of Catcher looking out the window and then uh, there's a close up, but specifically the wide shot of her looking out. That's, that's so good. That shot. Well, there's like another shot too later in the trailer that I'll point out. That's like, oh my God. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting to try to track Catra's movements on the Horde Prime ship throughout this trailer. Should be noted here, she is um, looking out the window. Is she uh, is she free or is she in a cell? Um, I don't think right. she's in a cell, which is interesting because Glimmer is in a cell. Glimmer is definitely like, in a cell. Later she, she'll be she, freeing Glimmer yeah. from her cell. So maybe she's, Horde Prime likes her and she has yeah, free reign I of the ship. Yeah, I think she's so, like at least at this point, she's probably like you know, told him she's on his side, but clearly having doubts about something, whereas Glimmer is, like, very much against him. So she's or, herself. She's play- or, you know, she's playing the game. Yeah, she's playing the game, but, like, he still assumes she's on her his side. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think Catra's always playing the game. I mean, yeah. That's Catra how she, is always that's playing That's how she got where she is, though. You know, she's which, she always playing. I would hope for her sake, by the end of the season, she will be freed from the game. I think that would yes, be a great please, game. no more games. I, I, I think she's getting a little tired of games, honestly. <laughs> I think so. I think so. So, well, I mean, and she ends up freeing Glimmer. That's interesting. We'll see. But okay, nineteen play nineteen seconds. Here's our shot of Glimmer on Horde Prime ship. Presumably, pause at twenty one seconds. Um, Glim. Uh, so we see Catron Horde Prime ship. Glimmer on Horde Prime ship. Glimmer's clear more clearly in a cell. Um, she's also sad, of course. Uh, these could be from <laughs> epi- these could be from episode one. These shots. Uh, spoiler alert, we will see each of these characters not on Horde Prime ship in this trailer. I think that is the most concrete plot spoiler that we get, which is that they will be off the ship at some point. So this right. kind of like confirms that this is early in the season and then you can kind of tell what's later in the season when Catcher or Glimmer appear not on the ship is, is what, I, what I'd say as the easiest way of, of telling yeah. time here. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's great seeing them. I'm, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the freeing scene, but I'm very excited for the catcher glimmer stuff on the ship. Um, hit play at 21 seconds. We, uh, and pause again at 23 seconds. A lot of that coming up. This is the first of our Horde Prime's clones shots. We see Frosta, Perfuma, Seahawk, Spinrella, Natasa, and Casta, Casta Spella. Casta Spella. She, she's Casta there too? Spella. Okay. I guess she could be there. Uh, they're being, they're being surrounded by Horde Prime's clones. Um, Spoil. This is the first of three shots from, that we could we think are from the same uh, set of minutes, uh, probably early in the season. This is probably a step of the invasion. There's some kind of ambush. The clones are ambushing these these uh, 
rebellion forces our heroes. I don't know if there's like a distinction where Horde Bram's targeting specific people or whatever, but I mean, these are the princesses anyway. Um, they're not at the camp and they don't have a bubble. Not at the so. camp, yeah. yeah. So they went off somewhere. There's going to be a lot of going off and there's one very interesting going off mission that we'll see recurring throughout the trailer. But yes, this is this is the most frequent scene we see throughout this trailer is Horde Bram's clones surrounding uh, surrounding some of our good guys here. Um, I like so, how they only have one arm. Is just one arm a gun arm, and they just didn't make them another arm? I don't know. We'll, they're shooting later, so let's we'll, we'll look closer <laughs> when they start shooting. Okay, uh, play for one another one of the iconic scenes of the trailer. Twenty four seconds, uh, twenty five here. Uh, we see pause at twenty seven seconds. We see Shira, uh, Adora kneeling in front of a portal across from a glowing mm-hmm. Shira figure in a field. I think uh, we know what this is. This is maybe my favorite visual shot of the trailer. This the wide shot of Adora leaning, Shira leaning down, and then the tra- the portal in the middle. I think it's gorgeous. Um, what do you think it is? I think this is the first she- the spirit of the first ever Shira talking to Adora, and I think that portal leads to her home planet because it looks a lot like the portal we saw in the flashbacks that Shadow Weaver like uses when she like finds. Yeah, like Mike, Michael speculated this is the portal yeah. she came in through coming. Yeah, to this has to be it. For you know, she's having her doubts about you know what is she? Yeah, do you she's think? That, do you short. think this is literal? I yeah, I think the the spirit of the first year somehow maybe she talked to Raz again and. Somehow this is happening, and the, the spirit of the first Shira is like being like, "Do you want to like find out who you really are? Well, maybe you gotta go home to do that." And she's gonna go through the portal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's within the realm of possibility of this show for this to be literal, considering uh, crazy ghost technology stuff happens a lot. I would think um, if it was just a, a dream. Yeah, I think I think this is a dream uh, because I oh, think that there's okay. another shot coming up that is it has to be a dream. So that okay, well, that leads me to believe that, that they're is just a dream happening and this could be part of it, but it could be real. This is the more literal one. So there's right. one I later. And I don't think it's, and I, I just don't think it's the whole like spirit of the first year. I think it's like, to me, I don't see this so much as like, like, yes, it's reincarnation, but I think it's also like Shira is kind of a separate entity. Right. Yeah. From what? Just everyone? From like Adora. Like, oh, okay. She's kind of freed herself from the concept of the Shira. The yeah. Story. Like, so I think, like, I know it. I think it is very similar to like obviously the Avatar, but I think it's different. So, I don't know. So you similar-ish. so like is it less that it's like I don't know maybe what Shira could represent to her separately from herself. Like, like this is I what think she, she imagined Shira like, is. Yeah, like I yeah, think like it's like it's not her, but it's like a version that could have been her if she'd gone down yeah. a different path. Well, I just think I don't know. Like I think it's like kind of this like she is Shira because I do think like she doesn't need the sword to be Shira but I think it's also like I do think she's talking to herself as Shira like I think okay I think yeah I think if this is a this this could be literal or dream sequence I think the important part is it's Adora internalizing what she's going through basically I feel like it's it's a representation of what Adora is going through on this show you could express that kind of uh either way so um you know we've seen a lot of glowing stuff spirit stuff already so it, it could it could be that anyway um just really love the visual of of that shot for sure and we can continue now starting at 27 seconds we'll have a three second shot here pausing at 29 seconds of uh ships going through space suddenly voltron, suddenly voltron yeah. Ship. yeah so this, suddenly voltron. this first ship is 
a ship which Adora will be on throughout the trailer, uh, potentially Mara's ship or, or something that looks oh, like Mara's ship. And is it, here it is, it? here it's okay. being chased by three uh, horde ships. So, it's hard. yeah, it's so quick. Yeah, so uh, Adora will be on a ship. This is clearly an episode this season, and uh, there's some interesting things coming up. But oh, yeah. space guys, we might call it Mars ship, but uh, I don't know if it's literally Mars ship. I don't remember. She, she was on Mars ship, but yeah, I guess they could get yeah. it working. Did, Maybe, did she get I mean, it working at the, the last season? I don't remember. It, or um, trapped it could help fix Bo it. Bo was trying to. Yeah, she, he was trying yeah. to like activate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I think we'll call this Mars ship. It could be something else, but yeah, it's being chased in that scene. Um, let's uh, continue here. Twenty nine seconds. Um, 30, uh, pause at 33. So we have Scorpia, Mermista, Frosta, and Perfuma looking wide-eyed. And then there's a shot of them and Entrapta in front of a horde ship. Entrapta's doing something. Michael She's trying to get a signal, I bet. a signal, probably, or yeah. activate something. Michael theorizes these are not from the same scene, these two shots. They're just kind of stitched together here. Um, there's reason to believe that because characters are holding leaves in the shot if you look closely. I don't know uh, how much it matters. But um, there's, uh, yeah, Trapped is doing something at some point. I think clearly there's, like, uh, all these these kind of side characters doing something episode. Which, that all my thing is, like, to. I think these ships are also beacons. Uh, interesting. to the To the main ship? Because, like, one, the ships have really interesting shapes. And also, like, what we've been seeing, like, I, I, I noticed it in the first scene when with the uh, force field. Because at first it almost looked like they were producing the force field. But this, like, this is, like, this one, this doesn't look like their ships. Like, we just saw their ship. This isn't what their ships look like. So yeah, I let's think yeah, we'll, like, let's let's revisit this when we get to the part where it turns yeah. into Horde Prime because I think that's the the thing that'll clue us in here. Yeah, uh, they 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 have they're multi purposes to some aspect, but yeah, um, and like this, there's also like little tiny ships. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's Horde Prime got a lot of stuff, which makes sense if he's controlling. He was just players. like all in. Let's go. Yeah, okay. He's a big guy. Uh, continuing at thirty three, we'll take these next three scenes together. They're pretty quick. Um, and then we'll pause again at thirty eight. So what we just saw was. Uh, first of all, we saw Adora saying, I can't do this alone. Uh, second, we saw Adora kneeling in the woods, hugging Catra's backpack. backpack. Yeah, Cat- it's Catra's backpack. We know this from older episodes. Yes. And then we see Bo clasping hands with Adora saying, um, you, you aren't alone. You've never been. Um, oh, Bo. Always the sweet boy. These this, The trailer is putting these scenes together. The bow scene is definitely not the same as when Adora is in the woods alone. So I think it's kind of creating this theme of Adora feeling alone. And mm-hmm. Bo yeah. is trying to be here for Adora. So this is what I was referring to before with kind of the other major thematic thing for Adora in this trailer. And, you know, she's hugging Catcher's backpack. We see, we see them, their hands later. You know, how mm-hmm. is this dynamic going to play out this season is Adora missing Katra? Is she, like, more generally? What's what's going on there? Um, I think this is one of the biggest questions heading into the season. And this trailer is is preying on our, our desire to know what, what's going to happen with this dynamic, for sure. Which I think it has to do if it's a Shira trailer. Um, How did Adora find her backpack? Is it is this, like, when they find out that those two were captured and the backpack slipped behind? She's like, oh no, Glimmer, but also Katra. Yeah, maybe. It could be that. I think I think the end of last season, everything was like like they, they the 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 poured camp encampment like Glimmer was there and stuff. I don't know. I feel like things could be in different places, but um, uh, Adora wasn't there, right? Well, also that scene no, Adora was, was not there. 
But there's also the scene in the woods, like, kind of when everything falls apart, too. Like, when they literally, like, the world starts cracking. And, like, Catcher yeah. falls. Like, in the season thing. three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Um, I need to. Yeah, I don't think. I think. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I didn't mean season three. No, I mean they're fighting in like when they're when the portal, like when they're breaking, like right after An- Angela, like sacrifice. Like, yeah, Catcher, yeah, okay. Catcher, they're fighting and Catcher falls. Yeah, I think. Um, it's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see because I I think Horde Prime showing up is like a reset. I think we've talked yes. about it like that. So yeah. how much will we literally continue or care about? specifically where we were at at the end of last season which i think i feel like is not a lot but you know logistically some things do matter um so that's maybe a little confused but let's continue at uh 38 seconds we have a shot of a ship opening pause again at 41 now we can talk about the Laney's thing but um we see adora Bo, micah <laughs> Uh, who's in the trailer? Mermista, Frosta, Perfuma, Scorpia, Shadow Weaver, and Entrapta. I'm, I'm shocked they brought Shadow Weaver on the space mission. Tra- uh, they're on the grounds, right? Yeah, they're. I don't know. It's they're watching but, like, something they, open I up. Think the door's opening to yeah, the ship, and Entrapta. Entrapta is excited, so Michael speculates it's some sort of tech or. Oh, there is an ep. We we potentially know two episode titles: launch and heart, which might be the series finale. So maybe this is connected to the launch. Um, yeah, there's, there's some entrapped action going on here, and then earlier she's uh, she's configuring something. So, but yeah, Adora's here, which is notable because at some points Adora is somewhere else. Um, but they're excited by something. Here's an important scene. Continue 41 seconds. Um, we're watching a giant horde prime show up. Pause at 45 seconds. Um, this is a continuation of scene six, which is the clone scene that I mentioned for the first time. Okay. So this is part three in the clone scene, but, but chronological, like chronologically part three, but this is the second time we see it. Uh, and we see this giant, like light of projection of Horde Prime show up from one of the ships. So like, as Delaney was saying, it is like activating, uh this this horde prime hologram basically um which uh is a, one of the most striking visuals i think of the trailer um well he's ginormous like good look at him yeah yeah so this is i guess how me probably how horde prime is talking to the people still that aren't yeah. catcher and glimmer for the first time yeah i i just love this is a side note but i love the horde prime is like the slightly hotter version of horde <laughs> How dare you? How dare I, you? I don't know how I feel about you saying Entra- Entrapta is canceling. Right now. <laughs> Entra- I mean, you know, what they you have. Think Entra- you think Entrapta would be into Horde Prime too? Uh, I don't want to talk about this. No. <laughs> I need you <laughs> to like yeah, theorize with me if that would be possible. Horde um, okay, let's continue. Five, we, this is the snapping scene. 57 seconds, 47 seconds were paused now. We had Horde Prime snapping. Yeah. Um, he's just <laughs> snapping. That's it. Um, he's just snapping. <laughs> Uh, play at 47 seconds 48 uh we're gonna pause again at 51 there we have adora in a chair on what we're calling mara's ship um and mm-hmm. Horde prime is saying goodbye my oldest enemy so Just new information for sure so okay so first of all uh the th- he's not saying that with this visual so this is them stitching two things together but later he does talk about shira being antagonistic to him so 
we, we can talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, there's this new concept that Horde Prime even knows what a Shira is and uh, yeah. is, is like it's his oldest enemy. I do think he's probably talking about the concept of Shira in this line, but it is like played over an unrelated scene, so it's a little unclear. Um, we'll we'll get back to that because there's more definitive stuff later. Here's a bunch of quick scenes. Let's just play 51, uh, 52, 53, 54. Okay, let's pause at 54. Uh, we just this is what I'm talking about with a million scenes. So we just saw. Um, hordes, horde, horde robot soldiers, uh, nothing to talk about there. We saw Dora fighting soldiers, not too much to talk about there. Could connect to some other scenes. 53, we saw, um, Mermista making a wave over the horde clones. Uh, this is not part of, we think this is not the same as the, that horde clone scene I'm talking about, the one where giant horde, uh, horde prime comes down. Uh, this is different. So we'll have multiple interactions with the horde clones probably, which makes sense. I think they're... Uh, a striking visual to play throughout the season, but Mermista's making a giant wave to try to uh, deal with them. Um, I don't know. For some reason, it feels like a wave wouldn't uh, wouldn't get rid of the clones. I feel like they can feel like they're they can withstand water. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, oh, they're ghosts. They're not ghosts, but it, it feels like they're <laughs> ghosts. But uh, <laughs> then we see um, Scorpia tackling Frost out of the way from some drones, which is sweet. Um, she she oh, hugs her. Saw- the power of her hug, her hug. saved her. We also saw earlier, Adora is fighting with a, a parent, it looks like a bright moon weapon. Mm. Yeah, when she's oh. fighting. Oh, those, yeah. Uh, it, okay. looks like a, a, it looks like a bow. It's yeah, I think bend. it's a staff. Yeah. It's not a lot of bow this trailer. Um, oh, different bow. Okay. He um, gave the yeah. motivational he, speech in the hand yeah, class. that's an important one. I'm hoping for some good bow this season. He's He was a little absent. My fiance is listening and she's just like, bow? No, we're saying good things. We're saying good things. Okay, fifty-four seconds play. Uh, Okay, 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 okay. These are some important scenes. They do have two arms. Okay, just one. They do have two arms. Okay. Uh, (laughs) First, we see clones showing up. Um, This could be part of the other clone scenes, but it's so quick we don't really know. So there's clones, more clones. Fifty-five seconds. Here's a big one. Okay. Um, It's it's a very quick shot. Um, Adora and. Mystery person, uh, look out, th- uh, presumably from Mars ship into space. Um, here's what Michael. I'm says. gonna guess either Micah or Bo, just based on the build of that person. Looks like a man bod, but again, who knows? Yeah. So you're okay. You're a simpatico here. Michael says Adora and someone else looks like a guy. So maybe Bo or Micah are wearing spacesuits oh, yeah. and opening an outside door on what might be Mars spaceship. Mystery guy is wearing a harness. Adora is not. Uh, could be a continuation of that space chase scene we saw earlier with the the spaceships. Um, probably that's part of this. So there, there's an episode where Adora's on Mara's ship. Now we know there's another person there, which is interesting. Yes. We don't I see think their it's face. I th- yeah, I feel like it could be Micah too, because he hasn't had a lot to do. Well, Hopefully they're also he color coded. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I like that. He does yeah. wear a lot of purple. Our characters are color coded. I will say there are new characters this season. Um, yes. we'll go, we'll see them later. It could be, it could be one of them, but, uh, this is int- intriguing because now we know. So there's someone else on the ship with the door. I, I, Micah makes, and in some ways, both of them make a lot of sense. Honestly, Micah and Bo, I could see, yeah. I could see them getting emotional, uh, leverage out of each of those relationships explored in the episode. Quest, um, question before we move on. Why do we think they're going to space? Are they hunting for like something to use against toward prime or is it to figure out like she stuff? I think they're going on a they're going on a rescue mission. Oh, oh! To, to go get Catherine Glimmer. Ship? Yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. possible. That'd be cool. 
Yeah, my thought was, I guess because I associate the Mara ship with Shira backstory, I was like, oh, we're doing yeah. some more backstory stuff. I thought maybe it's not that. Story. I don't know. Could could do that and could do that while we're on the way to get <laughs> to rescue them. <laughs> Two things at once. Okay, continuing on. 56, we pause uh, Pause at 56. There's multiple scenes there. I'm paused on the bri- the ice bridge scene. But uh, first we see Catcher running. Cool. She's running to the ship, probably, yeah. She's on the ship still, right? She looks so. agitated. Maybe she's breaking Glimmer out. I mean, why would At she some, run? Yeah, it seems like yeah. she's turning against Toy Prime. That'd probably be a smart move. Um, 57, though. We see characters on an ice bridge, specifically Glimmer, Bo, and Adora, plus three new characters on an ice bridge here. This scene has to be one of the latest scenes we see in the trailer because Glimmer is not on the ship. I yes. like this is the first time I've noticed Glimmer was in that shot, but this is really good proof of that. Yes. Yeah, she's Glimmer there. will not be stuck on the ship. And oh, we got man. three newbies. Um, I love the big haired girl. That yellow person hair awesome. and white hair. Yeah. Yeah. Golden floof hair. Well, yeah, pretty, pretty floofy hair. We see these are like the uh, in, in animation, like the model of the character in the background is like so much less detailed than, than in the yes. background. And these are like, <laughs> but kind of like the background. Models. This is not a good judge of what these characters will look like, but it is exciting. This is the only time we see these three new characters. Um, and Could they be pr- other princesses? Like, do other princesses exist that we didn't know about? Not that probably. we know, but who knows? I think yes. probably because they've been trying to get people to join the rebellion. Like, I'm yeah. sure more. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So that this is one of the most exciting shots for me. Uh, continuing on. Also, now they're in space. There could be infinite princesses. <laughs> the infinite princesses in space. Oh what my about gosh! Other yeah. timelines. Other. Yeah, that too. No, I don't think so. Uh, paused at 58. So we just saw a scene. Uh, Adora just looks angry in the stand. Adora, Adora, Bo, Scorpia, and Swiftwin are sliding down something. Okay. Swiftwin's like, oh god. There is Swiftwin's some Swiftwin like, my hooves are not made for sliding. Hoping for a lot of, hoping for a big Swiftwin. Please don't say right? that. Don't am wish right? that on us, Dylan. I hope the last shot shot. <laughs> this of This is Dylan's show. favorite part of the trailer. I hope the last, yes, absolutely. I hope the last side of the show is Swiftwind telling us a moral. Right. This is literally us with Onion. Like how the tables have turned. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, I love Swiftwind. Is my Onion? (laughs) I was. I I genuinely love Seahawk. (laughs) Swiftwind, I mostly troll love, but it's okay. 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 I actually (laughs) love Onion and also troll. Stop talking about Onion. Okay. Fifty-eight. Continuing. Um, Pause at fifty-nine. We saw a war room scene, I believe. Uh, Adora Frostipper. Fuma, Mermista, Micah, Shadow Weaver, and uh, Bright Moon General. Um, yeah. Adora, Adora says Prime holds every advantage in this fight. So some sort of battle is, you know, that makes sense. It's going to yep. happen. Um, continuing on at 59, uh, pause at 101 uh, before we get to one of the highlights of the trailer. Here's an important shot. So this is uh, the clone army opens fire on her heroes enclosed in one of Natasa's protective barriers, says Michael, presumably. Um, this yeah. is yeah, you know, net net barrier. This is the this is the last scene that connects with that scene I've been the recurring thing I've been talking about of the 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 Horde Prime clones, the clones. Um so this maybe is second chronologically before the 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 projection, I think. And they're like so they're attacking, so maybe it's some sort of ambush, um, something like that. Um but yeah, they are they are fire and lasers. Um but they well, guess they do like have two hands. They were just trying to go straight to that ship and bust out Glimmer and Catra, but it's not going to work. Are they on Etheria? Unclear. I, I don't know. It's all rocky. Maybe they are on like a moon somewhere. It's really hard to tell. There's possible. no vegetation. It's not the forest. Yeah. Okay. But let's let's talk about one of the highlights here. 101, 102, 
Pause. That's it. This is this is the favorite scene of the trailer. So Katra is opening the scene, to the, the the glimmer cell, and she looks pensively forward. I don't know if she's opening it. She just made it less green. But the no, I think it's like there. Yeah, I think it's you can make it like so she can talk to her. It's like when Shadow yeah. would visit her cell. It looks yeah, open, but there is still a little film. Her. And I guess she looks sad, so maybe she's not. She's, be able she could to be free pensive her. because they've been on the wrong, like they've been on the opposite side to the fight, and her making a gesture is inherently very yeah. vulnerable for her, and she doesn't do good with vulnerability, so it's like awkward because yeah. she's trying to talk to her. Period. You know. Yeah. So maybe she's just talking to her. Um, this could be part of step one in freeing her or something. But um, <laughs> I'm the fact sure that she's going to help her bust out of it. The fact that Katra does not look uh, angry at someone is yes. notable always. Uh, uh-huh. So this, you know, I think a lot of people are hyped for this dynamic between Glimmer and Katra. Two characters haven't interacted a ton before. Are two opposite sides of the same coin in Noel's grand master plan of Shiro, <laughs> and uh, seeing seeing them uh, together. Uh, you could get some tension out of that for sure. I think a lot of people want romantic tension out of that. Um, I'd I'd love if this was explored this season. I, I just remember, like back in season one or two pod discussions, we were already saying like if Catra's going to come around, the person that probably change your mind would be Glimmer, not Adora, because they both have you know certain relationships with Adora and they can kind of understand each other on that level in the way that Adora kind of can't with them because it's it's kind of too close to well, what we talked about too during the finale is that yeah. at this point Katra and Glimmer have done the same thing for different reasons mm-hmm. they're both um, willing to do whatever it takes yeah I wouldn't say they've done equally bad things but they no, have, no, they no. have, they have escalated that's what we talked about actions, no that's what I'm talking yeah. about they've, we've done like the thing is, they are more similar than they think. Oh, I absolutely do not think that what Glimmer has done is anywhere near. Well, I, th- I think in, I think the thema- right. I think thematically, right. uh, Noel sees these characters as very similar, but yes. in different circumstances. Yes, um, and yeah. So they, well, they- there's also the attitude like Catherine does what she does for herself. Glimmer does what she does for her people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and and potentially that's only because of the circumstances they're in. Right. Or exactly. I think there, you know, there's themes of like um, doing good on the inside dark on the inside that we're kind of exploring with these characters according yeah. to noel um but i think i think you know they're uh they're similarly headstrong characters that can relate to each other both through adora and just on their own probably in ways that uh they haven't gotten yet so it'd be it'll be really mm-hmm. interesting to see them talk uh break out together is someone breaking them out or are they breaking out are they going to like each other? If they if they come out of the ship friends, uh, that's going to like break Adora's mind, right? Like, how's, yeah, absolutely. So, so that would be really funny. Um, that uh, this is uh, I mean, there's things like I'm most excited for the finale, but in the short term, this is the scenes I'm going to be glued to the TV for is the glimmer catcher scenes. Very excited. Yeah, same. Okay, let's continue. One o two, we see a shot of Shadow Weaver. Nothing to see here. One o three. Magic. What is she doing it for? Like, uh, it's un- I think I think it's not. Is she gonna turn sides again? Because she what always. If, goes what if to there the is magic happening and she is trying to control it or something? You know, it could be maybe. Ma- yeah, but like you say, nothing to see here. I'm like, yeah, there's so little to You're see. Right. That you can't. Say, you can't. You can, we can't just say shadow weaver. Nothing's here. She's the yeah, ultimate. She's using bad, magic. So. That's always scary. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, we just. Well, I said, I mean, we don't know what's happening here, but no, we yeah, don't. Sh- shadow weaver. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people have their eye on shadow weaver as, but the one kind of irredeemable character of the show. So she's going to do something pretty bad this season, probably even. I, I don't know if 
she's irredeemable. I don't know if she's redeemable either, but I feel like that's like the fun with Shadow Weaver. She's gotten to a point where it's like she can be really helpful or like a great adversary, and you just don't know what she's going to yeah, choose. We to really do. don't know what's happening. She's the sketchiest person. She's yeah, it's just yeah. such a wild card. What if she takes down Horde Prime? I think that'll be. I mean, she least. could. Yeah, she's one of the most powerful characters. Um, one oh three one. Okay, let me go back. Uh. So first we see Adora looking sad in the tent. Okay. And at a mirror. Oh, yeah, at a mirror. Oh, yeah. it is at a mirror. Yeah, so grappling with ide- her identity. She's lost mm-hmm. a large – she both recently gained and has now questioned a large part of her identity with she Um Seems like Adora is going through a lot of angsty stuff this season. You know, I don't understand. Why is she not ditched that horde outfit in, like – the whole show. Leave her alone. Why doesn't she get a new outfit? She can wear whatever she wants. <laughs> but the, I mean, yeah, she can clearly. But like, also, Adorka. this poor child has like three items that she owns. She can have her jacket. Okay, <laughs> she should ask for new clothes. She took the sticker <laughs> off. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she took the yeah, sticker. Yeah, we'll see off. if they get new outfits. Maybe in an epilogue or something. Okay, Leave her alone. Okay, continuing. One hundred four, one hundred five. Okay, pause at Horde Prime. But before that, it is we see- confirmed a bow staff. Adora's hiding. Adora's uh, fighting a robot with bow staff. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, 105. We see Horde Prime saying, "No longer shall Shira stand in my way." So this is the scene I was talking about. Um, so he's literally talking about Shira. So yes, this is definitely new mythology information. We didn't know Horde Prime cared about Shira. Um, I, I speculate that. I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly what the mythology last season presented, but we know that the Ethereans are like a dead. Or not the Ethereans, but the the first ones are a dead civilization. It could be like a Voltron thing where they were the this dead civilization to the conquering civilizations, like warring, you know, the the, the warring universe uh, species. Um, but like she was like only, a like they were the only threat to yeah to Hordak Prime yeah to Hordak yeah whatever whatever race they are. Um, I don't but, know if Horde Prime initially was like the cause of. Because it could have just been the, you know, harnessing the planet energy as the ultimate weapon was just intended to be used against anyone who could, you know, in the future yeah, they could have been become there before a threat to them. Prime and then I he don't just know. Yeah, Horde the, Prime yeah. might just be the current head honcho, mm-hmm. but I don't know if this dates back like thousands of years. Yeah, un- unclear, unclear. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, know, he knows of Shira, but the thing is, Shira is specific to Etheria, right? So. Um, right. That's kind of interesting. Well, there's yeah. a reason. Well, there's a reason Etheria had been locked away from the rest of the universe. Exactly, but it was like because they were the danger, which was the twist, like that the planet yeah. could hurt other people. Yeah. So I think how does how does Horde Prime fit into this equation? Because we yeah, just learned that his existence to. is something we'll we'll probably figure out this season. Um, okay, here's the next scene: one oh five, one oh six. Natasha is crying. This is bad. 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 I trust Bad. Lady. I feel like it's out of context. Maybe they stepped on a flower and she's like, oh, shut There's, like, no There's no context here. There's no context. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm she's crying. Cinderella better not die is all I'm saying. Everyone's saying Spinnerella's going to die just because no, this one scene. they wouldn't do that. This is the biggest gay bait little screenshot and I hate her. Yeah, I think it's going to uh, turn out to be very inconsequential. It just makes a good shot for. I don't think it's inconsequential. Something terrible has happened. It might not be specifically <laughs> Spinderella has died, but or maybe they're just sad about Queen Angela. I don't know. It's going to yeah, be sad. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think it's just like shedding a tear of remorse, but it's not like she's heartbroken or I don't that know. Her world. Um, yeah, look, I think on one hand, it's like obviously. 
This show is not going to like fridge its only super explicit yeah, lesbians. No. Um, but at the same time, like we love drama on this show. So I could see her being in danger. I could see her being in some serious danger. Oh, I don't That's even what... say that. First Swiftwind, now that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that those are equally bad things to put. <laughs> so she's crying because Swiftwind just died. Wouldn't you be so upset? Wouldn't, wouldn't you be so repentant? They're not. I want you to know that the only character on the show who's 100 percent not going to die is Swiftwind. He's not there. There's no way. Penetrable death. He'll always come back. Okay. 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 So she's sad. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. We see. Uh, okay. There's this this uh, confusing part of each other. So first we see. Uh, Scorpia, Perfuma, Mermista, and Frosta fleeing from Horde soldier bots. Okay. Then we have a, f- a few scenes in a row that could be the same scene, starting at 107, 108. Uh, stop at 110 with the Dora and the Lightning. So we just saw, Michael says, some Horde drones circling a Horde ship that got blown up by Frosta's ice spikes. Then she jumps off an ice ramp and shoots more spikes at some robots, followed by Seahawk, Perfuma, and Castispella. And then we see Seahawk. I, I'm saying we see Seahawk fighting some robots. Um, all could be the same scene, all probably all the same episode, but yeah, there's, there's some, I think, I think Frosta like destroying ships is the most striking thing happening here. Um, very impressive, very powerful. And for me, the most uh, important thing is Seahawk, uh, prominently featured in a shot fighting some robots. Um, he's, he was, he was accurate about how many people he'd taken down last season. (laughs) There you go. At last, he has got the number right. He's got, he's gonna, he'll he'll get there. Yeah. They'll probably bring that joke back if he just starts uh, killing a bunch of robots. So they'll probably, yeah, I think they'd bring that back. We see, uh, 110, we see Adora standing in front of electrified crystals. I don't know what's going on it's, here. It's a Shira thing. Yeah, it's got. I think it's connected to the scene we see later. Could be. It could be. Um, yeah. It, uh, about to, she's about to do something sketchy, and everyone's like, "Don't do it, Adora." And Adora's like, "I'm gonna touch it." Okay, here's don't it's. Have to touch it anyway. I'm a t- don't touch it. Okay, here, uh, it's time. One eleven, one twelve. Stop there. So we see a shot of Katra with over the destruction of Salinas. From last season, glitching out, replaced by season one Catra from uh, from the Horde, and Horde. in the background, Catra says hello, Adora. Messed up. We talk about this. So the thing that I like clearly, I don't think this VO goes over these clips. This looks like some kind of simulation memory, which we've seen with um, Light Hope a bunch in the earlier seasons with Adora. Um, she holographically. By the way, Michelle, this is the other scene I said is more definitively a dream. Like this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this happening. definitely yeah. feels like either a dream or like a holographic yeah. simulation. The thing about the Hello Adora that really gets me is one like I remember us saying when this trailer first dropped, it's like, did Catra say that? It doesn't sound like her voice, and all that means to me is that like we're just not used to hearing her literally this calm ever. This is what she sounds like when she's calm, and that's what feels so wrong about it. She's not shouting but also the fact that she says hello adora feels so cordial i feel like part of the thing about hey adora that was so nice was that hey adora just sounds a lot more like intimate whereas hello adora sounds more cordial which might honestly imply more distance between them at this point even if it's become like an amiable distance 
it, it implies the relationship is like becoming something else and maybe they're not going to be as big a part of each other's lives anymore. Maybe That's for the best. <laughs> but yeah, it's probably good. But it's like, ooh, like so much you can get out of just that, the way she says it, you know? Right. She was really also interesting. like torturing Adora the entire time. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a difference. It's definitely different because she says hello instead of hey. And this is free, you know, freaking people out here. Um, how many, how many hey adores are we going to get? And uh, well, also, there's no telling what this, this is. Like, yeah, there's no telling where so the. So here's what I'll say: we don't see any double trouble in this trailer, or do we? No. So this could be double. Tra- I mean, anything could be double trouble. For all we know, for all That's we know, I- Delaney <laughs> could be double trouble. Delaney right now could be double trouble. Um, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I mean, we've had a. a Double Trouble playing off of the Catradora dynamic already. We got that, so this could be Double Trouble. It sounds so different. I think it, it's just Catra's going through some stuff, so she's going to be different here. And so, hello, Adora. Yeah, very interesting how this is going to play into their dynamic. Um, definitely a lot of people's highlights of the trailer. We also get Catra gets some therapy and some medicine. Good stuff. Mm, yeah, everybody I doubt that. It would be good, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hopeful. Be good. Okay, so 112, we see Bo dodging some lightning. 114, we see, okay, here's an important part. We'll pa- stop at 116. So we see Glimmer. She, uh, she, she is clapping back to. Standing up to Horde Prime. She says, Prime. first, why are you doing this? And then she says, you will never win. Probably not right next to each other. We're stitching no. these together to a certain extent. But Okay, what the heck is on his freaking throne? Are these the heads of people he's killed? Do you see this nonsense? Maybe they're his sock puppets. What? Oh, on the, on the on the like the structure next to him. Yeah, they they yeah. do look like trophies. They, they look like, like weird of... weird alien trophies. Yeah. yeah. What the? He's heck? not gonna okay. kick somehow. More importantly, more importantly, Glimmer is uh, standing up to Horde Prime and outside of her cell, and uh, this this could be right away because this could be yeah. before she's she's thrown in, you know. Um, but uh, lo- love this. Um, next. Uh, one seventeen. She uh, Scorpio shooting lightning, followed by a door so standing there. We'll pause at one eighteen, but first we have, um, yes, yeah, not a lot of Scorpio this trailer, but this is maybe this her does, this most prominent things, shot, though, because like this references back to her connecting to the Black Garnet for the first mm-hmm. time and her becoming a lot more powerful and having that electricity finally, which was new. So this is a new power she has now. Yeah, I uh, love seeing Scorpion in action with the powers, and Micah's there. Uh, Dora's is probably in the same scene with that, and they're fighting robots. And the force field's not there, so this is later. From the beginning of the trailer, we see the force field up, and this is probably later when the invasion actually gets to them, uh, would be my interpretation. Here's a very important scene. Okay, 118. We see the a cat. cat. Pause. Okay, yeah, okay. Big kitty. Here's what Michael says. Purple spacesuit person from earlier is approached by a glowing panther creature, while be- which becomes hostile. This may be a reference to Claudine from OG Shira and or a weird cat creature from the original show or maybe new. Clearly, this occurs in the same same or following episode as Adora and the mystery person. Also, apparently, this is in space since the, the purple person has their suit on. So uh, uh, we're focusing on the cat, but if you look closely... There's like a a, a, a spacesuit hand in the foreground yeah. of that shot. So this is like who we think is Micah or Bo. Probably that's what we're saying is who this cat is approaching. Probably Micah. I feel like Micah knows something and he's taking Adora to her location because he's like older and he knows about space and stuff. I feel like it's definitely Micah at this point. All old people know about space. Yeah, they stuff. do. That's, they get old true. enough. You learn about space. That's the rules. I guess that's how that works. But what people are excited by this cat creature. So what is what's going on here? <laughs> 
It's just cool. I think it just can be a Big cool boy. thing. Yeah. It's just a cool thing. You could ride him. Finally, a cat this you is- can ride. <laughs> You're like, finally, yeah. Yeah, finally. Uh, is that red mane hot, though? Maybe you don't want to ride it. Now, maybe you do. That makes it more exciting. The more challenge. Exciting. Is this Catra's mom I- or something? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> this God. This okay. all okay. the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. Pause at the next. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of Horde stuff going on. So first, we see... Horde Prime and Catrum overlook a Horde clone in a green vat. The clone is soon covered by green smoke, and there are several pods in the background. Per- Michael says, potentially this is Hordak being reconditioned. So if you look closely, oh, um, before the mist appears in that, we're going back to one eighteen, one seventeen. there is a Horde clone in the background. Um, so hard it's, to really, it's really fast. So this might be Hordak yeah. or someone else, but Catra is there. Doing something with Horde Prime. It, clearly, she has free room. Reign of the ship at some point. Um, maybe Horde Prime sees her like Kordak saw her, or like her. Maybe she's the Entrapta in this, this situation. But um, or he's the, the, intimidating her. Like, if I can yeah. reprogram them, I can reprogram you. If you're having doubts about like serving me, yeah, maybe he's given his uh, villain speech talking about what his yeah. plan is and what's going on and stuff. Catches the audience, um, and then we see we get a Horde Prime voiceover saying, "Destroy them all." And then we see Horde clones running. So this all happens pretty fast. I think that the, the there's a shot of uh, when he says destroy them all. It's pretty interesting because he's yeah, stuck going on with his hair. What's going on with his hair tube things? Yeah, what I is really that? Is that um, his power? Is that his like is his venom clone juice? Like what is that? I don't think this is a venom situation. But uh, the, the <laughs> he got yeah he could be is he recharging? Is he doing something? Is yeah. this involving Hordak? Uh, so we'll see. Not a lot to base this on. But anyway, going going past the the, the clones running, continuing on, we see 120. We see Mer, uh, while we're watching on a screen as Mermista. Um, these these scenes are so fast. I'm blowing by. I'm trying to yeah. pause it. Mermista is uh, being surrounded by soldiers. Um, wrote uh, bots. Then 122, we see Adora trying to hold something up. Um, and she says oh, this no. Is- Based on no. the hand behind her, I think this is from the same crystal location as that bridge shot with the new three ladies. I think that's one of the new three ladies behind her. It's possible. We I see feel, a hand. I feel we don't very, know. Who's... I feel very positive. Also, this that's... is weird. It looks like okay. Hordak. Uh, uh, it seems like a Hordak type hands, but we it, don't know. Yeah, hands. but it could be like armor. I don't know. But then again, he wears armor. Someone's armor. Or that robot doesn't feel like or his something. color palette though, like pinks and gold. A lot of color palettes. No. Okay, continuing. One twenty-two is the shot of uh, the, oh, the shot of the hands. Uh, Adora says, "Hang on," as uh, their Adora reaches for Catra, probably on a ship in space. Yeah, it looks. The background looks like a, a big spaceship. But we don't know what the con. Like, this could be part of the dream, for all we know. Or he- she's rescuing her. She's rescuing Catra. I can't help yeah. herself. Well, if they're if they're going to save them, and that if if that's what uh, her and Micah are doing, then this could be the conclusion, or it could be nothing. So we don't know. Uh, True. It's a striking that, visual. Like, Adora does get her off there, and then Catra like goes away to kind of decide later if she's going to really change sides or not. Yeah, I think I think if they save them in episode three, they're not Catra's not right. on the good side right away. This is gonna take some time. Sorry, me so. that quick. Yeah, so I think yeah, definitely there'll be some angst, even if this is as straightforward as Adora going to save them. Which I'm skeptical of that. I think I don't know. So, uh, the, this shot could, it could be later in the season. It could be earlier. It could be a dream. Don't have a lot of context. Okay, continuing on, we see Glimmer um, surrounded by magic stuff. Could be related to the 
Shadow Weaver magic, shall we got before? Maybe not, though. Then we see Adora going into the Avatar state at 124, yes. but she's a yes, bunch of dots on her. So it's unclear what's happening there. Um, and oh, we're at the end. And then Bo says Adora. And then we get, we cut to black for a few seconds. And then we get the last shot of Adora. Uh, there, there's a sound over this. She says, uh, for the honor of Grayskull. And she's trying to concentrate. And here's Michael's speculation. He says to summon a new sword. Well, I was wondering if like this, not that she's summoning a new weapon, but that she is discovering a literal powerful charge inside herself is the actual Shira power divorced of like a weapon, you know, sounds, like yes. she's the weapon now. Some, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Her doing some, I love this some transition, though, between, like, her harnessing the power and then the, the, like, power charge of the logo popping out. It's just so, it's so good together. Very good transition. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a cool way to end it. And, yeah, for the honor of Grayskull, um, I assume we won't know what Grayskull is in this last season. I assume that will be <laughs> thing. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, no, by the way, there she's probably still on the Mara ship at then. So I guess there is mm-hmm. some Shira, Shira internal... Uh, searching going on in that that Micah and her we speculate part so um we made it to then there you go <laughs> there you go we did it that was then it's of the so trailer. it's so good it's so good though a lot there we talked about for a lot okay here's here's common scenes that I uh, I pointed out there's that scene with the clones I talked about a bunch of times there's Adora on Mara's ship with someone um Glimmer and Catra on Horde Prime ship we see a few times and they're out later and there's a potential dream sequence which may or may not be true but those are the kind of connections I make I also think we talked about other ones throughout there's there's like the, the side characters going on some journey there's like an attack on the the camp we saw we see the before camp as well and you could probably connect a lot of those fighting scenes with the robots but um and then I guess they're fighting the ships too at some point yeah so how many episodes is this we don't know usually these trailers are only a few episodes into a season um, it's yeah. possible most of this is the first three episodes. But I would think that there are a few shots would be from later in the season. Anyway, okay. Um, Delaney, having seen all this and talked about it, tell me what you are most excited for now heading into the season. I mean, obviously the mo- thing I'm most excited about is like what the heck's going on with Catchador. But really, I just want Adora and Glimmer to get back together and apologize yeah, Aww. we see them together in the trailer, so we know that yeah. they were released. I guess, I mean, really, I think legitimately, I'm just, like, Adora's journey and, like, going through this, like, identity crisis and, like, try- discovering her true power as Shira is really what I'm excited about. That's good. That's good. That's a reasoned answer. Yeah. That's a reasoned answer. As opposed answers. to being crazy, so. Right. <laughs> as opposed to the parts of the trailer that made me want to vomit, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you vomit? No. Okay, that's good. I know, shocking. You would have known, don't worry. That's progress. You might have muted, though. We don't know. That's true, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, would uh, want, I wouldn't want anyone to hear me vomit, but I definitely would immediately tell you that I vomited. Okay, thank you. I would appreciate that. Uh, Michelle, what are you most excited for going into the season? <sighs> I mean, I am excited to see Adora figure out who she wants to be and to potentially just totally reconstruct the Shira lineage from the ground up that would be pretty amazing um but also like i really want to see catcher figure herself out and scorpion figure herself out there are my main three i i have no concerns that glimmer is not going to be okay and that bow is not going to be okay like they're going to be fine 
But like Catra, I remember saying early on, it's like, oh, maybe it'd be so radical if they just killed Catra. And now I'm like, how could I have thought that? Like Catra needs to <laughs> come out of this okay, even if okay for her means like she's out of Adora's life and, and finds a different way to be happy, divorced of all these old reminders of everything she hated about herself. Like, that's fine, too. I just wanted to have something, you know, to look forward to in the future. So those three, if those three can be okay, like, I'm going to be okay. But that's those are my big concerns. I don't want any of them dying. That's what I'm saying. No Scorpia, no Castra, no Adora. Okay, I'll, you know. This is a very angsty show, Michelle. I think I don't, ex- it's not a big murdering the people we like. It's not show, a big though. murdery show. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. Um, Catra, yeah, like so. Last season, Catra took maybe her first step towards actual quote unquote redemption, um, and th- by t- trying to get Horde Prime not to kill everyone. Um, right. Emotionally, yeah. she's been cratering, and so like kind of like thematically and emotionally, it's turned. But action wise, she finally took a good action last, yes. very end of last season. So now we have thirteen episodes to see where we end up with Catra. This is a very interesting. Seems like not enough time to do a full redemption arc here. It is. Well, I, I think that depends on your idea of like full, right? Like, what, where what does redemption mean for Catra? Exactly, well, that's, that's the thing. ultimate question. Which I don't think, like, Catra cannot be redeemed for everything that she's done, like, in a stance of, like, positive versus, like, bad actions. But, like, she can, like, she can help and come full circle as a character, as a person, like, as herself. But she cannot be redeemed, I don't think, if that makes sense. Like, there is no, like... Yeah, well, I'll say, I think the easiest, the way, the one way to redeem her is at the last second she sacrifices herself. Right, the ultimate, the ultimate, no, no, legitimately, like, to make, like, this, this is very, you know, it's easy to want to compare this to Zuko's redemption art. Zuko, Zuko, like, Zuko would try to capture Aang, they fought. Zuko was never the villain. Catra has been the villain of this Also, Zuko never actually did any lasting hurt to anyone. Yeah. But I will say the show probably doesn't care about that as much as we do, yeah. Lenny. Um, it's true. But I mean, I also think it's worth considering that redemption is not necessarily the same thing as forgiveness. Like, you could potentially be redeemed. Right. But not okay. Let's talk about it in that way. Maybe the done. more relevant question is: Will Adora? For will she be able to get get on the same page with Adora? Can Adora? Forgive right. Her? Like that seems much less likely. <laughs> Well, Less actually, likely, that's no, my thing is like, so the thing is like one, regardless of what you ship or not, like it is difficult to imagine them being in like the same actual place, but more like coming to terms with what has happened and them not wanting to kill each other. I think that is the best we can hope for. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Mo- I'm most looking forward to other than I said immediately the catcher and glimmer stuff, but right. I need to see how the show ends uh, with catcher door and generally with romance because, um, of course, I'm interested in seeing if explicit romance happens with main characters. Um, I think there could also be just big, uh, non-explicit romance. I think Michelle's done a great job articulating recently how the show like has rep, even if it's not in a traditional explicit sense. It's so pervasive throughout the show. I think there could be a big way to end it like that thematically, maybe. Um, but just like you know, this is the gay show. Like, what, what what's going to happen at the end, right? Like, what what gay stuffs going to happen at the end? And in general, <laughs> and probably tying that to Catradora. Um, that this is like the, the the show cares so much about Catherine Adora. Oh, it's like yeah. the heart of the show. Yeah. Personally, I don't even ship them, but I would much Same. prefer if they end up together than if no romance happens at the end. That's my opinion. Because 
was. Yeah. I, I need, I want to see this show justify its focus for so long. It's been really engaging. Like, so in that way, it's been justified. It's been really interesting. Some of the best episodes of the show have been Catra and Adora focused episodes. But like, where's it been going? What's the long term plan? What? How are these characters going to end up? Is it that they end up romantically together? Is it that they they share this bond that is not expressed like romantically? Maybe it's it could be in the future. There's like hope towards the future. Maybe they it's a it's like uh, it's an angst arc and they have nothing to do with each other at the end. Um, like I just I that's the one thing. Like where they like genuinely don't know where they're going with Catherine Ador here. And that's what's um, so exciting. Yeah, that's what I'm so excited exciting. about. Well, it's exciting and also concerning because we have 13 episodes. That's the, it's like honestly, 13 though, episodes. Like, think, yeah. think about how much happened in, in like just season two or just season four or maybe not season four. Well, but there's like events, two, but we're also right? talking about like the development, like where Catcher is right now and where Dory is right now. Like romance isn't even on the table. Yeah. Um, it would be surprising I mean, if they had a, if they had an explicit like trying to figure no. out their own stuff, which is exactly. Well, but what but we're talking it. about getting an explicit ending. Like it's hard to imagine that happening between Catcher and Adora at this. It's point. hard. To, it's hard at this point. It's very hard to see that in thirteen episodes. I will say thirteen episodes is a fourth of the show. So still, yeah, exactly. there is a lot of time here. You know, it, there is a lot of time, but it's just but at like, the same time. Is there that much time? Also, know, we like, are like we were talking about. We are in season five. We are at Catcher's rock bottom right now. Yeah, where is she going to be at at the end of the season? Right? Yeah, I don't know. If she's at. I don't know. If she's at rock bottom anymore. I think well, she might be a little past it because, like what Dylan was saying, she she's done her first actual good right. action. So she she had her like more moral yeah. action wise. She had her rock bottom. Yeah. Maybe emotionally, the end of last season was maybe the low, like I, her getting berated I, 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 by Double she, Trouble, Glimmer. She, yeah, Double t- Trouble, but also like when Scorpio left. Like I feel like that Scorpia, was all yeah. up to her rock bottom. So we're I mean we're starting. We're like just starting to turn away from that. Like that yeah, was we're pretty just. Recent. But that, but at that point though, that's the thing. We are literally starting over with Catcher basically. Yeah. Right. So, like, there's a lot of directions to go. So that's 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 super interesting. Like to me, that's like the it is really exciting. But it's just like the honestly, I I the thing about this trailer is there's a lot of Horde Prime, a lot of clones. I would say I don't ultimately care about that at all. Um, I would say all I care about is is what's with happening with the characters at the end of the show. What's happening with the character dynamics in the short term? Horde Prime is just like a vehicle to explore that. Right. I, I will say just because I really, really like Entrapta, I am kind of curious how Hordak's gonna like deal with this invasion. That is that is like a big and emotional like, in we have to phones, that. Aspect, right? yeah. Well, there's also the question, the is Hordak gone? Yeah. No, we'll see if Hordak's gone. dead or not. He's yeah. gonna come back for Entrapta. It's gonna Well, but my thing though, that's the that's the legitimate thing though. Like, we don't see him in the trailer, and then on top of that, like he is like I mean now I'm I'm not saying they did do this, but I mean there's a really good chance they just wrote him off in the finale of the last season. Yeah, no, he. I think he could be dead. I think he could be. Yeah, dead. he could be Kordak. gone. Like I think that's Kordak, that. I, I think like, that's implying it's possible, but I just think that it's more of an issue of the trailer being like, yo, like H- Hordak's like not the point of this. Like he's a character, but he's not like a main character. This is Shira's story, so we're going to focus on but her. He is a main character. He was the villain up until but like he's two not anymore. He he's not compared to Horde Prime, so he's smaller potatoes. So he won't be as much of a focus. But no, but that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, they, but I don't think he's like dead. Off. I don't think he's just not. Okay, gonna be okay. Himself. We'll see what happens with Hordak. That's not my top priority, but that's uh, that's this is it's. Not the I mean, I, top priority either, Michelle. I'm telling you, someone's going to be dead. I think you're optimistic about. You no re- one okay, 
die. Yeah, someone's gonna die. Probably Horde Prime's gonna die. Some of the clones okay, are gonna I don't die. Care. Yeah. Horde Act, we care about more than Horde Prime. But, Maybe um, Seahawk will die, and that's will when Angela come back to life? Is that a thing we're gonna explore? Like, oh, uh, I mean, when we see that shot of um, Glimmer with the the swirly swirl, yeah, is that her bringing Angela I think back? She's trying to find Angela. Angela's not dead. She's just stuck between worlds. Maybe she's going after her to bring her back. Yeah, I don't know if we have time for all this, but that we would be exciting. Might. And, and, and you know, like, Glimmer's my favorite character, so I want to see how Glimmer's arc ends for sure. Like, I think, yeah. like, she's, like, I, we have more confidence that she's going to be okay. Like, she did, a, yeah, the, the last season was her darkest point and stuff, but I guess it just feels less uh, perilous of a place than well, Catra. Well, there's a difference Dora between, maybe. like, she made a decision, like, we know who Glimmer is. Mm-hmm. And, like, Glimmer at her core, as far as we can tell, is based on literally all of her other actions, is a good person. And again, the reasoning behind why she did what she did, not great. Yeah, I I agree with you, Delaney. I'm interested to see if the show agrees with us. I, I, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that is really like, like it's hard to tell sometimes what the show's going to do. And I'm that's also why I'm ultimately afraid how the show's going to end. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's exciting and and scary, right? Like it's uh, the show be, kind of beats its own drum relative to some other stuff we cover in terms thematically. Yeah, and, so. and that's the other thing that's concerning too is that like there's a lot riding on this show thematically yeah. and like for representation that like and I feel like the thing was like the Legend of Korra, they weren't like there was nothing. Like they just ended the show and it was gay. Like they were like, "Hello." Yeah, it was just like it was like literally surprise. It's like you thought you were crazy, but you weren't crazy. This was real, and we were <laughs> trying for it for at least two seasons. But now. that's the thing, though. Like that wasn't like it's like Steven Universe. Like Steven didn't need to fight for any more representation. If Shira doesn't stick this landing, it will be a giant failure. Okay, that's uh, so. I, I think I, there's people that disagree with that. I but, mean, um, I would disagree with that, but like, like I Michelle, think this yeah. this really <laughs> depends on what they choose to do with the time that they have. But I will say, like, from everything I've seen of this show so far, like, I feel like I'm gonna be pretty okay with you know their decisions, even I if it's. I think yeah. I think there's a lot of people like Michelle who's like the show has accomplished what it's accomplished queer rep wise well, already. Me, it's it's mm-hmm. very prevalent. Well, my and then there's like, people like maybe more like me and Delaney who think like it would the show really should have like one huge thing. Also, least. the thing is like yeah, like and this doesn't even have to be explicit rep, but my thing is like I love Shira, I do, I love Noelle, and I love everything that they've done so far. Shira has not given me anything that Steven Universe has not given me, and that's the yeah. Problem. Other than other than. You could argue like a, a pervasive, which yes. Stephen has to, is just yeah. like a general undercurrent and pervasiveness and general queerness of the. The only, himself. honestly, legitimately, the only thing Shira has over Stephen is that it is a female-led show. Yeah, and I don't think we need to compare them in terms of like accomplishments and stuff. Well, and, like, I mean, Stephen is obviously the gold standard. Well, to what, but my to, thing but, is like what I'm just just wanting to say is that like there is a lot writing on this finale that you know other shows. Like, and that's the thing that sucks too, is that like when you have a like queer writers, queer creators, and you have this queer show, like it, it sucks. And I, me too, as a queer person, like I am relying on like, and I'm not saying like they don't, if they don't end up together at the end, but my thing is like, if there's no payoff to how gay the show has been without it being explicitly forever 100% gay to people who aren't me, then it's going to be like, well, and I'm sorry, it's possible too. Voltron did not stick the landing. Voltron blew up. Voltron did have an explicit queer ending. It did. Know. And that's the thing though, too, is that they had seven seasons of a good show and they just blew it all at the end of the last season. So it's like, it can happen. 
I wonder if like part of the issue with, well, not, I don't want to say issue, but maybe part of the conversation with this is also like, cause like you brought up like, what I think is a very important point. Like if there are so few queer helm shows that are, you know, seem pretty like ingrained with queer right. like messages from the get go, because there's so few of them, you can't help but kind of compare the few that you have. Right. Wh- where you do you as where do you fall as a creator then, or like a show team when you are struggling between trying to tell the best story that you want to in your own way on its own terms, and being kind of also like <sighs> pushed up against this comparison, this inevitable well, feeling problem, comparison. Too. Between your show and how it holds up to like the few other shows out there, because like in an ideal world, in an ideal world, you can just make whatever show you want to make and just hope that it stands on its own. And I understand like that's not always like how how things are and how the world works when there's just so few out there. But like you know, I feel like as a creative person, you do probably have to like find that balance for yourself. Like you don't want to lose all the integrity of your show to you know give people what they want if it doesn't feel like it's forming in a way that makes sense for the story you set out to do but at the same time you do want to like you know you want to do justice to the things you care about and for people to feel represented i think that's a very hard balance and i feel like that's never an easy answer you know so i'm i just want to be mindful of that going into this last season because like i'm sure they didn't take any of this lightly you know yeah, yeah they, yeah. they no, did. So that's the, it's a problem with all marginalized creators like we're yeah, talking like exactly. like you have these shows and like unfortunately like you're you become this signifying like you're the flagship for you know black people you're the flagship for all queers like sorry like and it sucks but at the same time though and i mean Cora was the beginning point and i am afraid like if she flops what does that mean for what we get next. Yeah, here's what I'll say. Um, we just got Kipo, minor spoilers for Kipo, if you want to yeah. skip ahead. We just got Kipo from the exact same company as this with a pretty explicitly right. queer moment. It's true. And mm-hmm. that's something that we we didn't get to a certain extent. We haven't gotten that type of thing from Shira. Right. So I think, first of all, Kipo, newer show. This is, this will, regardless of what happens with Shira, I think this is continuing through other shows. Yes. Um, and I, I personally, I think that gives hope for a moment like that at the end of Shira. It's, well, it I'm seems not... very, very different from everything we've gotten before, but there's yeah. proof, same exact company, it's possible. That we well, I'm not, the thing is, I'm not, af- at this point, I'm not afraid of what they didn't let in. I'm afraid of where the show is ending. Does that make sense? Like, just period. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't, outside of like DreamWorks or whatever, like the fact that Shira exists and it's the gayest thing ever, but like, it's not explicit, save for Natasha and Spinnerella, but like, I'm, I'm just legitimately afraid about where the show is ending. Just period. Just like uh, in terms of a, a satisfying ending or like a happy ending. Satisfying. Right. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Yeah. Satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I think it's fair. I, I think, think we, I, been, yeah, I think we all are. It's been good so far, but I think like more than any other show, this is like an unknown heading into this last yeah. season. So mm-hmm. there's. And for the record, I don't want to. I I, I I I like. I'm not that person who's like. Well, Noelle is like she speaks for all of us, but like it's like it just sucks <laughs> that that's. Like that's yeah, the I mean, and that's like how Rebecca's probably been, you know, kind of like held up for a lot of years too. Like, you know, and that's not a decision she has any control over. That's purely just like how 
you know, fans and people see her is just like, oh, she she broke all the borders and she did all this stuff. And it's like, well, she's also like a, a single human being who is a person and not like, well, by the same an idol. Like, nope, they didn't do yeah. this alone. Like, she's yeah, the creator of the show. Like, you know, it's not like she wrote every single script yeah. over yeah yeah okay it's a good it's a good discussion we'll and we'll see soon where it ends up i think like just generally like she is an important show to a lot of people so hopefully people like the ending we've well, seen that's the thing too i love shira so much it's just like with cora like right. i care a yeah. lot about how this show ends i'll be honest like up to a certain point i didn't really care how steven ended because like steven had done what steven had done yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Steven, it's, it, yeah, and it had an epilogue series. It's a different situation. Um, I think the thing with, with Shira and this being its last season is they got their set number of episodes from the start and have been playing right. at to an ending point from the beginning. It's yeah. very different from a lot of other things we've seen. So I think there's a chance this ending is just like crazy huge. Like, yeah, I've been I, building I think it, to this point it for a probably long time. is. And I'll say, like, part of what I think is really impressive about this show on its own is like every season, like, you have so many anxieties and insecurities about what's going to happen to characters. And and that's like a mark of good storytelling. We've, we've gotten really good payoffs, but they've never left us completely consoled, which again, is just part of what makes like watching new episodes of the show fun. So like, I'm, I'm going to reserve too much concern until we see it just because like, I think like they, you know, they just want this to be an exciting ride to a point. And the fact that we're also stressed out is like kind of a testament to their skills at plotting this. So oh, I think I think that's what they so would want us well, to feel at this point. Right? I think that's the intent. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I mean, that's the point. That's also like this is also like, you know, we've covered a bunch of different shows. And like, you know, this is also again, this is for me, this is another reason why share is such a big deal. And also like with Cora, like this is one of those shows where like the stakes matter. Yeah. Like, in yeah. Steven, like, we all love Steven, but we knew in our heart of hearts they were going to hug it out and everything was going to be okay. That's not what's happening in Shira. Like, people are going to die. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so, this is a heavy, heavily dramatic show. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's so. different. Like, this is a different, like, you know, you love Craig of the Creek and you watch Craig of the Creek. No, no they're not going to kill die. anyone in Craig of the Creek. Like, not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but, like, you watch Shira and you're like, oh my God. Like, what are, like, they didn't even kill Jasper yeah. and Steven. Like, meanwhile, we have to, like, and watch. Jealous- is like gone that's true and exactly. is like legit gone and like obviously they brought micah back but like that's the thing like and I'll, well i think just bringing court like th- they literally like dylan has said they reset the show anything is possible right now we are like we're like you said <laughs> earlier we were playing small potatoes for the past three seasons and now we're like in, into an intergalactic like war with like we got like five people versus this giant clone army. Like, what the heck? So exciting! Okay, it's okay. So clearly, exciting. clearly, there's a lot of excitement. Mine's gonna throw up again. And oh, anxiety. Save it for <laughs> when is the air the fifteenth? Save all the vomit for okay, the fifteenth. And we will see in two weeks. That's a this is a good that was a good hype ending for. We're gonna do we're gonna do Delaney's like vomit tracker. Yeah. Okay. Delaney will live live react. Delaney's going to live vomit watching live vomit. That's the new YouTube. Okay. Let us know your hype for the last season of Shira in the comments, overlyanmade.com, youtube.com slash overlyanmade. What do you think of our trailer breakdown? That happened earlier this podcast, remember? Um, and what? uh, <laughs> whatever discussion we're also talking about, all that at overlyanmade.com. Come talk about us on our Discord at overlyanmade.com slash Discord and our Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanmade. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Carolyn, aka Princess, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, you, Michael, and Needle. That's how hype we are for Shira. This is a podcast supposed to be half the length of this. But that's what happens when we're talking about you. Yeah. So, um, 
we'll be here to cover the final season uh, within the few a few days after within that period of when season five comes out. Very excited. See you all then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.